Welcome, this is Donna. And special guest Andrew. You're not that special. And this is episode time. And this is episode number 176 of the Circa 71 podcast for the week of August 22nd, 2023. Coming up on today's show, Jamie will give us a rundown of uh, his Disney cruise last week. And Andrew and I will go through some news stories covering a wide variety of some fun stuff. So thanks for tuning in and we'll be right back. I forgot to do this is the Circus 71 podcast at the end of the intro. That was a pretty good impression of Jamie. I do my best. All right. So the first thing we're going to cover tonight is that yet more dates have sold out in September and October for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. So as of this evening, as Andrew and I are recording on August 21st, we are looking at every single date in August sold out. We knew that last week. And now September, we are sold out. We, as if I have any amount of this cut, uh, September the 1st, 4th, 8th, 10th, 12th, 15th, 17th, and 22nd. That leaves just five dates left in September. And then when we hop over to October, uh, the only night currently that is sold out is uh, Halloween. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I didn't pay attention last year, but I I feel like last year there wasn't a lot of parties that were sold out. Are you serious? No, incorrect. So as of... <laughs> as of September, it actually was in this article I was looking at. I believe it was the 11th. Scrolling. Give me one second, Andrew. As of September 11th of last year, every single event date was sold out. And I know we're still several weeks out from September 11th at this point, but um, that's closing closing on us uh, pretty quick here. And again, October, October, is that a new month? October, the only date that is sold out is Halloween night. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you and Jamie talked about it a few weeks ago of like they keep raising the prices and you think at some point they're going to start pricing people out, but people keep coming. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I I guess it's just becomes a it is what it is thing that that they know just where in theory that what well, what is the market threshold is that the word is? Yeah, I guess market threshold. I mean, you and I talked about this, I was going to say, off podcast, but we live together, so we talk about stuff a lot. (laughs) Um, But I I was going to say, you and I were just talking about not that long ago, about like just how crazy it is, the amount, the the ticket price, how much people pay for a family of four, family of five, whatever, to go to these parties and I know that you can get in at four o'clock and I know, you know, by seven o'clock you have the park to yourselves that everybody else is supposed to have left, but just still hundreds of dollars for a party. It's so funny. You said talked about this off podcast because <laughs> Jamie and I actually did talk about this off podcast and ironically you and I have it. So this will be the first time that you hear this. So I have a client who is similar scenario to what you're saying. It's a family of four, two adults, two kids for ticket purposes, um, you know, ages three to nine. And they initially had a five day park hopper ticket on their Walt Disney World package. She decided that they wanted to add the party ticket, had me run pricing and was shocked and appalled that the cost was, you know, let's call it $750. I think it was a tiny smidge less, but just, you know, for argument's sake, $750. So she said, Donna, what would we have to do to our existing package to compensate for that change? I was able to drop the park tickets from a five-day to a four-day hopper to base ticket And that compensated for just over $700 of the difference. So she said, all right, you know, we're going to essentially get a fifth park day from, again, to your point, after 4 p.m. But she figured that, you know, that was the move to make. So they're going to do each of the four major theme parks one day and then do the the party at Magic Kingdom a second day. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But, again, just you saying that, playing devil's advocate, makes you think, like, this is a a sacrifice that, Families have to make in order to to go to the parties. That well, they... sacrifice if they want to keep within whatever budget they had, you know, set for themselves. True, right? Whatever budget they've they've set for themselves. But I mean, as as I was saying before, you and I talked about that. I just I think that with the Halloween party that there are just people that like that. This is like this is their yearly thing. Like that they might come, they stay off property, or they come and they stay, 
at a value resort or something for like a night or two and they literally they come to just do the party yeah i mean uh it, it is what it is not to mention you and i uh talked about it the other day about like how much do people spend on the custom costumes or the time and money they spend to building them? I mean, we saw that one family crossing the street in front of Magic Kingdom and they're all dressed up as the, the portraits from the Haunted Mansion. And that one woman had a very, very nice looking, but she had a very, like, el- elegant... Elaborate. Not, uh, yeah, elaborate. That's what I was looking for. A very elaborate costume um, that definitely wasn't cheap. So um, I have a transition. It's an ode to Jamie. You ready to cruise on over to the next story? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You don't want to float a different one by you? <laughs> uh, that was better than Jamie could ever do. Oh, I hope he listens to this. Oh, goodness. So we have two DCL related stories. The first is that work has begun on Disney Cruise Line's global dream ship. So if you remember, gosh, Andrew, when was that? Probably last year this time? I'm looking to see if it's in the article I'm scrolling. Is this is this the big, huge mega ship that they purchased from the company in Asia? Correct. So this ship will hold 9,000 passengers. <laughs> um excuse me, the capacity is set to be reduced with the original 9,000 passengers going down over 30%. So still, it's going to be a ridiculous. Yeah. Um, So in any case, the, quote, acquisition of a partially completed ship that will bring the magic of a Disney Cruise Line vacation to new global destinations will feature innovative Disney experiences along with a dazzling entertainment, world-class dining, and legendary guest service that sets Disney Cruise Line apart. The ship is expected to have its maiden voyage in 2025 with a passenger uh, capacity of approximately 6,000 guests. Um, There are rumors that this could be delayed until 2026, um, especially with the changes that need to be um, made. Um, After the completion of the Wish, um, with two more ships expected to join the fleet, Disney Cruise Line, of course, announced the Disney Treasure, which we're going to talk about next. And then a seventh unnamed ship will join the fleet. And the, quote, Global Dream, which is the former name of this vessel, will likely be renamed, would be Disney Cruise Line's eighth vessel um so with this construction just now starting um i'm not trying to be debbie downer but i mean come on it's disney it's not gonna be ready in 2025 no and what i'm sitting here snickering about is typical disney the ship has literally been started it's still gonna take them what they're saying another three years to finish an already started ship i mean this is right up there with tron of taking them five years to make a cookie cutter copycat same exact ride as they already have. Why is it taking you five years? Why did it take them five years to do that? Now this is going to take you three years to finish a already partially built ship. Well, I agree a hundred percent everything that you said, but I will say Norwegian, which is obviously one of my favorite non Disney um, cruise cruise lines. They were supposed to crank out a ship a year in the Prima class and they had, year and a half between Prima and Viva? No, you went on the you went on the Prima last October. And the, maybe it's the one after Viva that's delayed. I know there was a delay. I don't know. I'll talk to my travel agent see if she knows. Donna's my travel agent for those of you that don't know. And Andrew's sleeping in the other room for those of you who didn't pick up on that one tonight. Moving right along, first look at the Disney Treasure will be on August 30th. So Disney Parks blog will air a first look video at the Disney Treasure, which is, of course, Disney Cruise Line's uh, next ship, on Wednesday, August 30th. Uh, it's going to be called Unlocking the Disney Treasure Adventure Awaits on Board. will premiere on the Disney Parks blog on Wednesday, August 30th at 11 a.m. Eastern. The video will debut never-before-released details about the Disney treasure, showcasing the world-class dining, immersive family entertainment, and unique spaces coming to the sixth ship in the Disney Cruise Line fleet. So my 10 cents is they are trying to, I mean, you can't get ahead of something that's already been leaked, but, 
you know, because there's been leaks, Andrew, I don't know if you've heard a lot about this of like a Haunted Mansion themed bar and like really cool stuff. Um, so I think that they realize that it's out there and figure they may as well put out the information for themselves. Yeah. I mean, if it's already out there, you might as well. I mean, although you don't want to leak on a ship. <laughs> uh, we already know that Aladdin is an influence in the Grand Hall. Um, so there's some locations in the um, little teaser video that it seemed to include the fictional Agrabah, um, as well as Mexico and South America. Um, we know, uh, let's see, I said that, my poor brain. It draws some world influences from Asia and Africa and pays a homage to the far off land of Agrabah. The Golden Grand Hall statue, as we did know, features Aladdin and Jasmine riding the magic carpet. Um, Mexico could could refer to a rumored Coco dinner show. Um, South America could be referenced to Up, Encanto, or even Jungle Cruise. Um, we're, we're not really 100% sure, but here's a kind of cool um, part of the video. Fellow adventurers, for years, my family has journeyed to far off lands to expand our knowledge of the known magical realms. In fact, on my most recent expedition, I traveled through the rainforest, followed historical maps documenting deep sea encounters, and even stumbled upon a bridge made of marigold petals in Mexico. But I feel that my greatest discovery is yet to come. Please join me for the Grand Reveal event. Perhaps we can uncover something incredible together. I do hope to see you there. Yours in adventure, Arthur Quinn. Um, so the Bridge of Marigold Petals is a pretty strong reference to Coco. And Deep Sea Encounters, of course, could be Nautilus, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, who knows? Um, yeah. Um, so, again, rumored that the Disney Treasure will include a Haunted Mansion bar and lounge. And uh, I'm wondering how many of these rumors will be confirmed or if they're going to continue to let stuff leak without discussing it. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see how many details they actually show and how many things they're going to kind of keep under wraps until they, you know, until the ship actually s starts sailing and then do that, you know, try and keep some things at least secret, some mystery to it. It's so funny because honest to God, I don't think it matters. I think that they could announce the most ridiculous, obscure, no one's a fan of lounge. And people would be like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, don't, I really don't think it matters. I don't think that, to be clear in what I'm saying, I don't think that people chose to sail on the Disney Wish just because of the Star Wars bar. I don't. I just don't think that that's likely. No, I, I don't think so either. I think people sail on Disney Wish because it was a new ship. Anything that's new, I mean, the same reason why, um, what's it called? The Star Wars Hotel that just closed that I'm blanking on because it's... Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah, Galactic Star Cruiser. Same reason, like, that was a bright, shiny new thing. And then once people saw what it was and saw the price tag, it kind of died off. But obviously that's not ever going to happen with a Disney cruise ship. But it just, it gives people another option. It's another ship for people to sail on. Yeah. All right. Do you want to um, see who we might be meeting soon in the parks? We're not, are we allowed to talk about this? <laughs> that was well played uh so for those of you who might we not talk about bruno <laughs> uh mirable meet and greet uh, opening date has been announced and bruno will be joining the disney adventure friends cavalcade at the magic kingdom so to celebrate hispanic and latin american heritage month which begins on september 15th while disney world has announced that two familiar faces from the animated film and canto mirable and bruno will be making appearances at the magic kingdom so we knew that um, the fairy tale garden where uh, Merida had greeted for so long um, would be changed over to a meet and greet to Casita Madrigal. Um, so starting September the 15th, that will um, be where we can meet Merida. Nope, not Merida. That's a lie. Mirabelle. Too many, <laughs> do, 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 too many M names. Um, and let's see. Uh, Bruno will be joining the cavalcade. I'm looking for a date. Okay, starting September the 15th. That makes sense. Um, so again, it'll be the Disney Adventure Friends cavalcade starting September 15th. We will see Bruno. No news there as far as if that's a um, permanent addition to that cavalcade or if that will be um, you know just for the the month. Um, but the Mirabelle meet and greet is obviously a permanent change to the Magic Kingdom. So starting September 15th, you can. Um, you know, talk about Bruno. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely interesting. Definitely reminds me that we need to see Encanto, um, because we still haven't seen the movie. Just like we haven't seen Coco, we need to add those to our watch list on Disney Plus. But 
Um, no, I, I think it's cool that they're introducing, you know, newer characters in. So we're going to make way for Figment. I was you know, I'm like, wait, make way, Moana. No? All right. I thought it was funny. All right. So anyway, the Vanellope meet and greet at Epcot has closed permanently as of this past, uh, that would be Saturday, August 19th was the last date to meet Vanellope Von Schweetz from Wreck-It Ralph. Um, that meet and greet will be closing permanently and a construction wall um, is now up in that area. It is our understanding that uh, this will be the area that... Um, Figment will be greeting in. I can not wait to see this happen. Granted, you know, I loved Wreck-It Ralph. Great movie, great characters. But getting to see the upcoming Figment meet and greet, um, potentially Mickey and Minnie meet and greets. Uh, there, It has been confirmed that they're, they will be meeting somewhere. Mickey and Minnie in the Pavilion starting September 22nd. Uh, and the Figment meet and greet, of course, was promised for late summer there is no official statement as to when or where the figment meet and greet would be, but you know that that makes a, a ton of sense for sure. Um, Joy is still currently from inside out, of course, meeting in the imag- imagination pavilion, but you know I think the assumption has to be that she's going to get the boot too in order to to kind of redo that character area. Yeah, to I mean they're they've always kind of cycled people through in there what will be interesting to me i think will be with figment and i'd love to hear what you and jamie talk about maybe you can talk about this on a crystal ball episode coming up or something like that is how are they going to do the figment meet and greet are they going to have a furry character that's larger or is it going to be um like a puppet or animatronic type of thing no it'll be a fluffy let's be serious it'll be a big huge like that's what i wasn't sure about because Figment on the ride is obviously like he's he's no there, there's been and... pictures. Oh, okay. I I didn't know that. That's why I was asking. I didn't know if it was gonna be that or if it was gonna be like meet and greet like an animatronic or like a puppet type of thing. That like would that. require them to actually put some money into the project. That's true. You're right. <laughs> uh, so remember, a permanent Mickey and Friends meet and greet location is coming. I want to say back to Epcot because actually Anthony was looking at pictures the other day of the character spot and he was like, mama, where's that? And I was like, oh, but it doesn't exist anymore. And of course, I didn't want to tell him when was coming because that's literally all we would hear about. When are they coming? coming? When is it? Mama, am I tall enough? (laughs) How tall do you have to be? How old do you have to be? Oh, God in heaven. Um, So in any case, uh, it is coming to Communicore Hall. But the fact that it has been announced that Mickey and Minnie will be appearing at the Imagination Pavilion definitely implies that that permanent location won't be ready by September. There's a huge surprise. Uh, And the one really cool thing that I did not mention is that Mickey and Minnie will be appearing in their Platinum 100 Years of Wonder outfits at Walt Disney World for the first time starting in September in that area. Cool. I'm excited. Good talk. All right. So let's uh, get a little splash of uh, news coming our way. Why are you trying to be like Jamie tonight? I'm teasing him. Oh. Well, I mean, you're doing better than Jamie ever does, but still. All right, I'll stop. All right, so we do have um, you know, uh, an update, two updates really, about Journey of Water Inspired by Moana. Um, Disney actually did something smart. Oh, God, I'm so cynical right now. I'm in a mood. Uh, <laughs> they will have a dry path option. Um, so if like we walk through with my parents, we, we could walk through the area where you potentially get wet and let them walk through the, the dry path they, where they don't have to. What? Where is the fun in that? I think the first time your mom definitely needs to walk through the, the wet path. She can't move quick enough. What do you mean she can't move quick enough? To get out of the way of like a I, sh- shooting water Exactly. Thing? I don't think she should. I think that's part of the fun. <laughs> gaga, oh gaga, come with me this way and let her get all wet. Just the first time. Then she can go the dry option. So the Journey of Water inspired by Moana is a self-guided outdoor trail where you can play with water as it travels from the sky to the oceans and back again. Uh, Still just opening late 2023. Um, Who knows? Maybe November in time for Thanksgiving. We we don't know. We know that Disney has been testing various water effects and music. Cast member previews have already begun. But as an annual pass holder and DVC member, we've heard nothing 
from from either of those as far as a as a preview might go. Uh, the other thing that was really interesting is it doesn't look as though there's any reference to Magic Band Plus interactivity. Um, it was kind of teased that there would be some interactive pieces. I certainly thought there would be. I, I think it makes sense for them to be. Um, but it doesn't appear that in anything that has been officially released that there's any sort of discussion of what that interactivity could be. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll just have to, we'll see what happens. Again, maybe it costs them too much money. <laughs> All right, uh, two stories left. This next one is one that I literally can't wait to hear your reaction to, Andrew. Walt Disney World is no longer handing out paper straws and plastic lids. Starting today, August 21st, they're no longer um, available at the like the soda refill area, uh, paper straws or plastic lids at quick service locations. Supposedly, they're going to be available upon request, but will not be placed for self-service guest areas. So, um, you know, of course, they're claiming that it's to reduce plastic um, waste, but, you know, it's pinching pennies. Oh, absolutely. It's pinching pennies. And this is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard because (laughs) you're literally so you're just going to make everybody walk around with open paper cups like it's not going to be mobile at all. Like that's the whole purpose of getting a soda from a soda machine so it can be mobile and it can be protected now everybody's just gonna be walking around with an open cup not that it couldn't spill like if you tipped it over but at least it gives you a little bit of i don't even know what you said a little protection i mean whatever it's just or even i think for kids like how many times do we have to remind anthony when he's drinking out of an open cup with a straw in it say hey don't make sure you don't tilt it back too far like and i understand that like if you're getting a cup you can get or a straw you're getting a lid but i don't know this just this irks me and they're they're playing it off as oh we want to be zero landfill waste by 2030 no you just want to save the two cents per cup lid right times whatever hundreds of thousands of cup lids and straws every year so i guess uh mr g's um what does he have seaweed straws at vivoli are going to be a hot commodity uh all right let's end on a fun story and one that i don't think jamie would have picked so of course i had to because i think it's super fun (laughs) so there is an area at disney springs and and andrew and i don't you know wander in and out of shops too terribly often but when we do i always make a point to go into the marketplace co-op because it's always changing it's always something new so now one of the areas is wandering oaken's trading post um and there it is a discount shop open at Disney Springs in that co-op area and all adult apparel is buy one, get one 50% off. And this sale, this pricing is combinable with um, any sort of discounts that folks might have. This replaced the formal Marvel themed pop-up shop, which was at the back of the co-op. Um, it was uh, the Wonderground Gallery. It was the Disney dress shop on Cherry Tree Lane. Um, that space does kind of, you know, come in, in and out. Um Let's see what else do I want to highlight there. All adult apparel in the store is available for discount at buy one, get one 50% off. There are some raincoats uh, that had been released last April, some light sweatshirts, really, really cute stuff. So again, looking at buy one, get one 50% off. If you're looking at two same price items, 25% discount tacked on top of whatever discount that you might already have um, can end up being a, a pretty nice deal versus what you might have paid, you know, otherwise. Yeah, I mean, the co-op's always been a cool area. I've always liked it. We've gotten different kitchenwares there. Um, we got Anthony, the Main Street Electric yes. shirt there. They had a larger uh, selection uh, at the co-op than they did anywhere that we saw in Disneyland when we went um, in June of 2022. Um, I forget what else. There was, like, I think we got a backpack maybe there, a dress that you got, something like that. The one thing that seems to be a mainstay in there is the D-Tech area or whatever yes. that's like all the covers and always busy right it's always busy so i guess that's why it's literally the one thing that never changes but they always have you know the um phone cases and earphones and headphone cases and this and that and everything in the d-tech area just hold steady while everything else seems to seems to change but no it's really cool well some things never change uh-huh. come on that was funny it's wandering oaken yeah some yeah. things never change. But he doesn't do, 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 do. Oh, and it does. Uh, anyway. Now is in a mood. Anyway, I, that whole area has always been really cool. Last time we were there, I think they had a, um, 
Mr. Toad's Wild Ride car in there or something like that. So we got a picture of Anthony in it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening to Andrew and I uh, have our little uh, spat here. Uh, we will be right back. Well, Jamie and I will be right back with our main segment. Hang tight. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, Spotify is ASM Makeaway to Podcast with everything you need and a web place yet me explain. 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 Anchor's tools that allow you to record that edit your podcast. Was it right? Your fo- from your phone or computer. When you're hosting an anchor, you can disturb your podcast on your listening platforms. Platforms like Spooky, <laughs> Apple Podcaster, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place and. Best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Go to the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. All right, Donna. And I am here. <laughs> uh, thanks for picking up the uh, the slack, I guess you could say, with um, housekeeping. I hope to be Oh, Jamie, I've been picking up slack for you since 2004. That's... Yeah, that's true. So, nevertheless, uh, back from my Disney cruise and look forward to doing um, housekeeping and our regular show um, next week. But uh, off for some for some school festivities <laughs> this week. So, was able to sneak in at least the uh, main segment this week. And for that main segment, Jamie, what are we going to be talking about? My recent Disney cruise uh, that we went on this past um Week Saturday the twelfth to uh, the nineteenth on the Disney Fantasy. Okay, so actually, Jamie, I'm glad you said fantasy because that was going to be my first question. This was your first uh, sailing <laughs> on the fantasy, right? Personal. <laughs> you wish. Uh, this was your first sailing on the fantasy, correct? Yes, it was. Last year we were on the Dream. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about differences between fantasy and Dream, that experience, and and kind of go from there. Um. So in in terms of the the ship itself and the ship structure so fantasy a- and dream right this was just going to say I I literally I had to stand up and pull out my map because I've been doing this for 12 years I've sailed how many times on DCL and I still have to peek and go all right magic and wonder are the sister ships fantasy and dream are that's what fantasy I was looking at dream are, are <laughs> um yeah the sisters so essentially layout identical um I will say I thought the food was actually a little bit better um, on the fantasy than, than it was last year. Um, I'm sure we'll get to you know talk to about about Paulo. Um, yeah, I think that's really a fair comparison. Um, but I will say a couple of things that really stood out. Last year, I don't think we were on a sold out ship, um, so I, I don't think it's fair to dock <laughs> the fantasy bum. on that. Um, but this was a sold out um, uh, uh, sailing. So I could tell the difference. There was a sure. lot more people. Um, I will also say, and I don't want to harp too much on it because I genuinely think this was a one off. There was a lot of pretty poor behavior. Um teenagers doing like full out sprints in the lobby or around you know uh deck four which i mean some just crazy things that i've seen um and apparently i didn't personally witness this i I read about it there was almost a fist fight between two adults on deck four holy moly yeah so it, it was the and i think there was a lot more outwardly rude behavior than in previous sailings or well my one last year um from everything i've read in the 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 facebook group that was you know this specific sailing it seemed to be a one-off people that cruised a lot more um had never kind of seen that stuff before so i don't want to paint it with a huge negative brush um but i know a lot of kids running amok (laughs) um and you know even adults with some really really strange um behavior i will say we ran into a group of teenagers and it was just val and i that walked in i think there was like four of them on the elevator um and genuinely nice people 
um, hey, where are you from? Where are you going? Very engaging. And it wasn't in a, I'm doing this to be a jerk kind of way. Um, so I do want to be fair in, in at least. I, don't I can see you got your there. DVC onboard gift, Jamie. I did. I, I, I don't know if I like it. It's a pop. One of my uh, DVC gifts was a pop socket. So I somewhat used it. The problem is, and Donna has one as well. The problem is that's where my MagSafe charger goes. Um, uh, like wireless charging. So there's no real good way to put it like at the bottom and still be able to use it as like the kickstand. Um, but nevertheless, um, so I, I don't want to harp too much on, on that um, in particular, but in terms of the actual But I guess ship, the vessel felt familiar to you because you had been on the dream. Yes. Um, same three restaurants in Chana Garden, Royal Court, Animator's Palette. Um, we hit, we were Enchanted Garden three times, um, just because of that restaurant's beautiful though. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think Enchanted I, I th- I Garden's beautiful. Now I need you to get on Magic or Wonder because Animator's Palette is significantly different on those vessels. Is that, do they still change the shirts? To my knowledge. Okay. Cause they, ha- they, I have not seen that. On Correct, because you, because those restaurants they're they're totally different. Like the walls change color during your meal too. Okay. At those, at, on the other two vessels, ours is a lot. Or well, ours, <laughs> like I own the ship. Um, the fa- <laughs> our sailings um, were a lot more screen based, I guess. Correct. Um, yes. So, um, trying to think if there was anything. A fun fact for anybody who's trying to close rings. Um, <laughs> I, 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 oh I, I, I was able to walk a one and a half minute mile. Um, according oh, to look my, at you. To my Apple watch. Um, so Some it, of the stuff it, your students turn into you, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it'll throw, yeah, no kidding. It'll throw, um, you know, any calibrations that you have kind of out of, out of whack a little bit. So it took me about 45 minutes, even though I was walking a one and a half minute mile, it took about 45 minutes to get 30 minutes worth of physical activity in, so. Well, minor um, detail. Yeah, that's something. But um, yeah, in terms of the actual ship, basically the same as my first time in Port Canaveral. Um, and I can also speak, Donna, if we have a little bit of time extra, what it's like um, to uh, uh, rent the car. Sure. And what that process is like. Um, and because I'm assuming you've done like the DCL transfers to World or to. Uh, back to the airport before we never have because we didn't do dcl until we moved here but i've booked it umpteen number of times for for clients and we actually our cruise in june when we had friends staying here the night before um we intended to to, it was long story short we ended up having to run a car to get all of us from our house to the cruise port so just in june i did have a car rental that i dropped off and then took the little shuttle to the port and that was really smooth Okay, and I can explain the process, the reverse process. Um, well, I, I'll just do that real quickly now. Basically, we did the express walk off, so we didn't have to wait for the luggage. And then there's a you can make a left or you can make a right when you get out of the main port area. Um, and then we um, basically follow two lines. You're either red line if you're doing a uh, Disney Cruise Line, and I say line, it's a literal line that's painted on the. Um, ground or a yellow line and that takes you to the rental car um different queuing stations so there's you know one for budget one for avis um which if you're doing a enterprise and like those companies um they will actually get there a little bit earlier like they were actually waiting we were the first people in the corral but we did budget and they apparently don't get there till like eight eight fifteen or so. So little mm. tip for anybody: it may be worth an extra ten or fifteen dollars to to not have to wait. We were probably there about a half an hour. So oh, a little bit of a learning experience, but um, yeah. So I think in general that kind of wraps up the opening. All right. Well, the next thing that I had on the list was actually to talk specifically about food. And would you fix that darn picture? 
No, I'm leaving it. I'm going to make it worse now. Every time. Almighty. Oh, there we go. It's going to be a diamond every time we record now. I'm going to text Val. (laughs) Oh, you're doing this as we speak. Oh, I 100% am. So continue. Food. I'd like to hear about the food. I want to hear a little bit about, of course, your upgraded dining experiences, um, any kind of things of of note for our listeners. Um, We, because it was just just Val and I were actually, I had requested um, uh, to be, uh, you know, set by, sat by ourselves. Um, and we had an interesting experience when we first got our first night was at Chana Garden. We go to dinner and we see two other um, sets of place settings. So potentially four other. And we're back again. Don't know what happened there, Donna. So I, I'm assuming that may have been on my end. It just. Totally I was just going to say, no, no, no. You don't get to say you don't know what happened. It was your phone, not mine. Your precious Apple. Uh, no, well, I think it was something with the app itself. But nevertheless, um, we were trying to talk about food, upgrading yes. dining experiences. Um, I, I will Jamie, say, you I, know what? Really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think you need to go too far in depth because the majority of our listeners are super, super knowledgeable. But just really quickly talk about, real quick, rotational dining and then the, the upgrade you know, options. So um, day of, you log into the DCL Navigator app, which, Donna, they pushed like crack dealers on this cruise. Like every (laughs) chance they could, they mentioned, check this, check this. Like I I had heard it way more this sailing than I had um, last year. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, But basically, they'll assign you a spot. um, and you're at the same table number, whether you're at, you know, one, two, or three. Um, and it'll tell you where to go on that particular night. Our first night was in Shannon Garden. Second night was Royal Court. Third night was Animator's Palette. Um, and your team, your serving team, the server, the assistant server, um, and the head server, which I wanted to ask you on a quick side note, Donna. Is there one head server for the entire restaurant, or are there two? Okay, I'm not hearing anything now. How about now? Yes. Unbelievable. It was last time, you know, literally, when we were just recording before the, the app glitched. I didn't have to have the screen on, but now apparently I have to have the screen on again. Oh, okay. So... Anyway, to answer your question, I believe the head server just covers, you know, a, a chunk of the restaurant. And then above that person is the maitre d'. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I thought there were there was more than one head server. There has to I be. wasn't 100% sure. Um, but nevertheless, they rotate with you as well. Um, so, you know, your team gets to know you. Um, you know, your name. Um, and like I said, we were ended up being seated with uh, two other people. I don't know if the other two didn't show up or they just put us at a six top just because. Um, but they were based there from um, South Carolina. Actually ended up being really nice people. Um, and uh, one going to reach out to me at some point <laughs> to, to book their next Disney cruise. There you um, go. It was nice. Um, I should have given them the podcast recording. I could have done it or a. Uh, name could have done a shout out but (laughs) um so that that kind of works with rotational dining you know you have your your three um in a set order and then you basically repeat so if you're on a seven night sailing one you'll be assigned to three times we could have gone to guest services and asked okay instead of having to go to enchanted guarded three times can we put move palo which is an um as Donna said, an upgraded dining experience to one of those nights. I didn't feel like doing that because I didn't really care that much. Um, so we didn't. So we did Animator's Palette uh, once. Okay. In, in Channel Garden three times. And I think Animator's Palette is actually Val's least favorite. So um, it ended up working, working out. Um, Food-wise, I think my favorite place, and it could have just been a menu thing, was Enchanted Garden. Um, probably least favorite again was, was animators palette. 
Um, now you're just talking dinner right now. What about other, you know, did you go to any of like, did you do a brunch? Did you do any, you know, sit down breakfast or lunch C days? Like talk to me a little bit about that. We did not. We, um, the only, you know, if we're using Walt Disney world terms, table service that we did was at dinner. Okay. Um, typically we, uh, not typically <laughs> every day we did cabanas, which is basically your buffet, um, for breakfast. I will say by like day four, I was like kind of over this. Um, but I, I don't know if I would want to devote enough time to go to one of the table services for um, breakfast. Um, and they do have one open, I believe, for lunch as well. Mm-hmm. We did do a lot of the excursions um, on our three ports of call. Um, we did three different excursions. Um, so we weren't really there for lunch. I will say the the lunch at Cabana's on day one, and we did lunch when we got back from an excursion a little early at Cabana's. Um, I really enjoyed the lunch. I mean, I just went to town on on shrimp and crab legs, <laughs> um, and they had a pasta bolognese that actually Val had uh, for dinner the night before, and it seemed to taste just about the same. Hmm. Um, and it was good. It wasn't, I don't mean that as a negative towards the, the, the table service. So, um, and then I guess I'll talk a minute about Palo. Palo is one of the two upgraded dining experiences at, um, or, or on, um, the fantasy as well as the, the dream. Um, it's was raised after we booked it. Um, so it's now $50 if you do the, the four course, uh, menu, Interestingly enough, Donna, and I was not expecting this or would have would not have thought twice had this not happened. They actually gave us a $10 discount because of the price increase. Yes, I think I had. I think didn't we talk about that on the show, dude? I don't remember that because it, it took me by surprise. You know, when I no, because it was the same thing as like when they raised the prices of like the the saber build and stuff like that. Like if when you booked it, it was the lower price. That was the price they were honoring. Yeah, but they don't do that for table service restaurants. Sure, they, well, only the prepay. On the on the pre well this but this wasn't a prepay. No, no, I, but what I'm saying is like I sorry I had to wake the phone up. Um. So that would just be like a buffet that would have a set price. But other than that, like, I, th- I think you're comparing apples to oranges because that's like a right. set price for a four course meal. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I wasn't expecting it. But, you know, nevertheless, I thought that was an interesting little thing. Um, trying to think of what I had. It's, it's your we. Oh, Donna, we'll send you this picture if we haven't yet. I got a calamari as one of the, the appetizer options. It was. First off, very good. And there was a ton of calamari, like your, your um, uh, circular, you know, oval-shaped. And then they had yeah. the actual, like, squid kinds. Yeah. And then they had a shrimp that was the size of a thick drumstick. <laughs> it was unbelievable. You know, it was breaded and fried and, and yeah, things yeah. like that. But it was... I actually didn't like the shrimp as much. I think it was because there was a lot of breading on it. Um, but the calamari and the marinara sauce, outstanding. Did um, you get and- the escargot? No. Um, I'm trying to I will tell other. you, we got that on the Dream a couple of times last year. I'd never had it before because I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I want to eat that. But it was so it was super garlicky, super buttery, and just it was excellent. No. Um, the main course that I had was a, a penne. Um which when Disney says, oh, you know, it has some red, red chili flakes. It's a little bit spicy. You know, that that's like baby spice. Donna, this thing had heat. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> so I, I would oh, not have been happy. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I like spicier food. Yeah. Um, but this had some Disney heat to it that I wasn't expecting. But <laughs> <laughs> your children want to be on the podcast. Yeah was quite good so um we had that as an option um which i thought was was really good and enjoyable um and then dessert i think i oh oh god the dessert we had the chocolate souffle Mm. um and our our waiter asked do you want us to prepare it for you 
yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, and uh, that you give you a chocolate sauce and a vanilla chocolate sauce, I guess, or white chocolate sauce. A white chocolate, yeah. darling. Van- <laughs> well, and vanilla chocolate. It's a thing now. Um, but in hindsight, I probably and Val said the same would not ask for both i'd probably just do the vanilla because it is super super chocolatey um and i i love chocolate and even for me i'm like eh. at this point i i don't need know if i needed that much chocolate but whole experience well worth the money um we drink uh pellegrino at home because we can't get perrier anymore and we had they asked if we wanted a you know a bottle of it i'm like yeah sure whatever um, and then we ran through that and they said, do you want regular water or do you want another bottle? Fully expecting the bottle was like $10, $12. So I'm like, All right, you know, just the regular water is fine. We get the bill, Donna. It was $4. Hmm. First off, I felt like a completely cheap you-know-what <laughs> for saying, no, that's okay. But I was floored. By you know how how cheap that was. Um, how much would that be at home? Because we don't. That's not our jam. Uh, that sized bottle, like two two ninety nine. Okay. You know three fifty. I mean, it, it was not. It was almost like what I would pay at a grocery store for it. Like, it, so you can't was, really complain at all then. No, 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 not at all. Like, I'll, I'll get like a whatever a, a twelve. 12 rack for 12 bucks but it's it's a much smaller it's not the the bottles it's like individual um or not glass bottles individual plastic so shockingly cheap um i was expecting at least triple so um highly recommend uh talking about dress for paulo for a minute Mm -hmm. um i was a little admittedly nervous um you know making sure i didn't get turned away I wore pants and, and like dress shoes and I had a button down short sleeve um, collared shirt. I saw other guys in there that had golf polos. They didn't say anything as long as you were in pants and nice shoes. And then I had some people that were in, you know, a suit and tie. You have no chance of me doing that. Um, I would not eat there. Um, that's why I don't really particularly want to do V and A's anytime soon. Um, but I will say that, you know, it was, didn't seem to be a very big deal. Um, restaurant and our, our seating was six o'clock for that. And there wasn't many people in there. Um, so I thought that was interesting as well, but Paulo, a hundred thumbs up. It was awesome. Okay. So then that, that takes away my follow-up question would have been, would you pay for it again? But obviously the answer is yes. A hundred percent. I think it's a really good meal really good value um especially i think there's more value on a hot uh, a longer cruise like if you're just doing the three uh, you know you're on a let's say three night four night and you may only repeat one restaurant exactly time um and, and the people that we were seated with told us they knew somebody who did paulo or remy every night of the cruise i i don't think that's necessary um, I don't think the food in the main dining is, is that bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so I, I think, would I do it again? A hundred percent. I think it has more value in the longer cruises though. So talk to me about, because that is an adults only experience. We need to make sure that we say that mm, too. So even if, even if you're cruising with your family, you could not yeah. take the kids with you. So that's important to, to note. So talk to me about some of the other adult-only areas and experiences that you had both on the vessel and a castaway. Um, yeah, we did pretty much ex- – we never got in any of the main pools. Um, I, I talked Val into doing the aqueduct once. Nice. And we waited a while. It was probably about 25 minutes or so. It was posted at 30. Um, so it's, it's just kind of a slow-moving thing. Um, the adult – only areas on the fantasy were on the forward side because that's where we are um forward section i guess you could say um deck 11 and deck excuse me 13 um spent some time in in the hot tub which was good even though it was 
a thousand degrees outside. Um, <laughs> the adult area on deck 11 has a, um, not a swim up bar. It's more of a seat up bar, but you can still stick your feet in the water. Um, so that was nice. Um, and then we actually spent a lot of time towards the back end of the cruise on, on deck 13, um, where they have, uh, even though it wasn't working, worked about half the time, uh, basically a waterfall pool, um, where it's circular and there's a, a seating section in the center. Um, and then just a big, big seating area, um, at, the, at that top part, um, which we spent a lot of time there just kind of relaxing people watching a bit because, I noticed towards the front end when we were there a little bit, like it seemed to be quieter, much more mellow. And then we got to the back half and almost like some riffraff was left on, was allowed on the ship in Cozumel. I don't know what happened, but um, it it seemed to get a a bit more um, rowdy, I guess you could say, but nothing extreme. It was just a little bit people talking a little loudly, but um, didn't stop me from my, three four daily snooze my daily nap so um (laughs) and the other part you was the excursions you had asked about um so actually i was talking about the adults only did you did you go to the adults um beach and buffet and everything yeah yes we when we were at castaway key we went to it's called serenity bay um and that's where we were the whole day i wanted to do the slides at pelican plunge but couldn't convince Val to move. <laughs> You'd have to have gone there first, Jamie, because that line gets so long so quick. Yeah. Although I'll say we didn't really, um, when we were there last year, it wasn't as bad, but half the people were probably there. So, um, yeah. So, really, I, I mean, not to use the term serene, but it was super <laughs> calm. It fits um, the name. Yeah, it does. Like, um, the, the beach is almost like, it's weird. It's almost like a cliff. Like, if you're in the first row, you're at, like, some crazy 45-degree angle on the lounge chair, um, which is really interesting. Um, I will say, it was a small complaint and in, in super high-end, but getting, like, 10 to 15 feet into the ocean, like, you're trying to avoid... You know, hardened rocks and a lot of seashells and things like that that hurt a bit. But once you get out there, I mean, you could go pretty far out and you could stand and, you know, it goes up to like your mid thigh. Um, very did you calm. see any rays? We did. I, which yeah. was, I mean, super close in. I wasn't expecting that. And that was actually one of our excursions um, a couple of days prior in, um, uh, Grand Cayman, I think we did part of what we did was in Stingray City. Um, so yeah, the, they came up super close. I saw a couple, um, massive ones. And, but after that, after those first couple early in the morning, we didn't really see a lot. Okay. Yeah. No, cause that was one of the things that, um, before I knew as much as I know now, like freaked me out. I was like, and I'm going to go back on that beach chair right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, super, not a big deal. It, it was interesting. All right. So then the last thing on my list, pending time, Jamie, I'm not sure how long we were in the first recording before it bumped us. Oh, I forgot. I want to say about eight minutes, Donna. Okay. So then don't, don't talk too, too terribly long about this, but just give me a rundown of, you know, maybe your, your favorite tour excursion, what you might do again, or anything you might tell our, our listeners to pass on. <sighs> okay. Um, so our first port of call was in Cozumel. We did um, the Cozumel Beach Break, it's called. They basically take you to a beach, um, and there's a lot of water activities. Um, those, I don't know what they're actually called, but like the, the big uh, things with the big wheels where you bike and pedal. Um, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn the water, um, which if you're a shorter person, it's a bit uncomfortable because I kind of had to sit on the front edge of the seat. Oh, poor Jamie. <laughs> and I was like, why are you sitting like that? And it was a bit of a workout, um, I will say. Um, and then part of the beach break um, was also, um, they had this uh, almost like American Ninja Warrior in water. Um, or if you've ever seen like the wipeout runs or things like that, where there's giant inflatables with slides and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I will say, Donna, I almost in front of me saw 
somebody get paralyzed. <gasps> Some a, a kid, you know, probably maybe early twenties, maybe late teens, um, climbed up to the slide part um, and turned his back to do a backflip into the water. This dad um, was helping his son. Uh, you know, okay, you can go up the 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 uh, steps. We'll say to get to the slide. And started to swim out so he'd be able to catch him at the slide. The the 20-year-old or whoever did the flip landed maybe four feet from the dad. Oh, my God. Like, he almost, I, I, I like, it was enough where I'm like, <gasps> you know, had that, that gasp. So that was a bit unnerving. Um, yeah. And I will say, I almost thought I was having a legitimate heart attack. During that moment or another no. time? L- later on, we went to do um, the included uh, buffet lunch. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't feel right. So I look at my Apple Watch. I was sitting down doing nothing. My heart rate was 135. Oh, why did you tell? I, I said to Val, I feel like somebody is sitting on my chest. And I think what was happening because I had, you know, a few um, drinks because they were included. Um, I wasn't drinking enough water and I was suffering like a small amount of heat exhaustion so that's Mm. a super important thing stay hydrated um because it with water with water yeah (laughs) um because it hit me pretty quick and and it was somewhat scary miss sensitivity val of course said jamie you can't do this we don't have our passports so (laughs) (laughs) I i made sure to go have some water um but the food there wasn't great um and then the next day, we weren't going to do an excursion at Grand Cayman, um, but we also really didn't want to just get off the ship and, and walk. Um, so we ended up booking. Um, it was basically a two-part adventure, if you will. Um, one had a, like a dolphin experience where we just were casual observers because they had different levels. You can swim or interact with dolphins. Um, and that was awesome. That was really, really cool. Um, if I go back, I'd probably get you know, want to get in the water and actually interact with the dolphins. Um, and then we took a bus to a pier and then had to get a 30 minute, uh, boat ride to what they call stingray city, basically, a you know, a, in the middle of an ocean, just a spot that a bunch of stingrays inhabit mm. that you can stand on. Um, cause the water's shallow. Um, that was super, super cool. I pet the stingrays. Um, I could probably do without the 30 minute one way boat ride. I was going to ask if you had any motion sickness issues. Cause that I, would not have gone well for me. I didn't, we didn't know how the extent of the boat ride, like, cause it just in the excursion description, it just said you take a boat <laughs> when we got on and the guy says, all right, it's going to be about 25, 30 minutes. I'm like, Oh, great. So, um, but it wasn't too, too, too bad. Um, and then on, when we were in Falmouth, Jamaica, um, we did an excursion to, um, it was called Hope Estate. Um, we originally had one, um, that was take, took us to Dunn's river. We canceled out of that because it was like a 70 minute drive one way. And we just didn't want to do that. Um, so we ended up switching to this, um, which we thought was, you know, they almost like a home um, because it was a sugar plantation um, and you could explore and check out all the different things that they used to do to harvest the sugar, make the rum, things like that. Um, and then they said they had pools. Well, Donna, we get there and it's it's more akin to a water park. They had a oh. slide and pools and um, I think, don't quote me on this because this was just what I guessed, that they designed this one pool with multiple levels, multiple areas, and a rock fall after Dunn's River. That's sure. what I thought they were going with. Um, I have a mark on the bottom of my foot because you couldn't see. I don't know whether it wasn't filtered great or, or what they used or if it was supposed to be like that, but you couldn't see your feet. So I take a step and you don't know how deep it is. And there was part of a rock that was just formed into a point 
that I step on and roll my ankle. And I was worried I had, at first thought I'd either broken or sprained my ankle, but that was fine. But I still have this near puncture wound on the bottom of my foot that's really, really bruised. Um, so we learned today that Jamie doesn't know what a... Uh... Uh-oh, you lost me again. We learned today that Jamie doesn't know what a uh, hustle through means, and I hear Anthony yelling for me, so let's, let's wrap it up. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, all in all, uh, I enjoyed the excursions. Um, I personally could kind of take or leave whether we did a bunch or not. Val wanted to get off the ship a little more, so. Um, but I enjoyed the, the water park kind of thing, so. That's about <laughs> it. That was my week in 28 minutes well i'm glad that you have 28 plus 10 <laughs> i'm glad that you had fun um and uh until next time right sounds good all right next week jamie we are going to be talking about oh that game that you made up yes always sometimes never yes sir so you're gonna prep that and uh as always guys thank you so much for listening we hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon <laughs>